Kamusta? This is your host, Delisha, aka your favorite Asian. Now, from the title of this episode, you probably know what will be discussed regarding the unsolved murder, but I would like to discuss the current events of our nation before we get into that. If you are listening and you are not from the United States, this past week, especially January 6th, clarified that hopefully soon to be impeached Trump let a white supremacist act on our nation. To see him brainwash people into thinking they are above the law and can enter the Capitol, take mail from Nancy Pelosi's desk, then pose with it in front of cameras and take federal government property like the podium is beyond me. They are not special. They are ignorant, white privileged individuals who do not get their way with elections and decided to act out. This taut hatred was put into spotlight with Donald Trump's presidency. These individuals were waiting and lurking in the darkness before they were told they could bring their hatred to light. Trump did not birth this type of behavior since this type of thinking has been around long before any of us were born, but he rather enabled it. The FBI defines domestic terrorism as violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups to further ideological goals stemming from domestic influence, such as those of a political, religious, social, racial, or environmental nature. They literally scaled the walls outside of the Capitol building, which is ironic to their saying to build the walls regarding Mexico, yet here they are using their privilege saying nothing wrong with their actions. And nothing infuriates me more than people using the say her name reference for the white woman who died. She chose to fight against the government. She chose to enter the building and commit terrorist acts. Do not group her because you are insulting those who were murdered in their sleep like Breonna Taylor. To make matters worse, pictures were shown of people of color cleaning up after the incident created by white people. If this did not make you reevaluate your decision of how our nation is divided, then please educate yourself. There are plenty of resources on the internet that can educate you on the matter and we must care for what happens to our community. This attack on January 6th was not because someone died. It was because people were sore losers. Protesting for their lives is not the same as protesting because they lost. Regarding Asian American representatives and the government who represented our nation through compassion and kindness was Congressman Andy Kim. Congressman Andy Kim of New Jersey was found on his hands and knees picking up trash at 1am after the incident. He was all by himself and was cleaning up the debris. He said in an interview with Associated Press that he loves the Capitol and is honored to be there. So when you see something you love that's broken, you want to fix it. This type of leadership is what we need in our nation. According to the Mental Health America, on January 7th, 26.81% cited current events as the contributing factor to their mental health distress. And 11,826 more people completed the mental health America screening compared to January 6th. Our nation has been negatively affected and there has never been unity in this country. From the wise words of Rachel Cargill, what needs to be addressed is white people's lack of showing up to demand this type of justice that would facilitate unity that they claim to value. And with this we can coming to an end, I urge you to find space to rest and heal. Now, let's get into the unsolved murder of Yan Suk Un, also known as the Dr. Wash murder. Yan Suk Un and Son E. Jong met in America, and Jong believes they were living the American dream. Jong said she and her husband were born in South Korea, but did not meet until after he arrived in the United States, with just $300 in his pocket. Jong said that they first fell in love and then saved enough money to buy a car wash. 
After working hard together, they were able to buy another business, which was another car wash. Their doctor wash on Route 50 in Chantilly, Virginia, ended up turning into the American dream for the couple. He was well known in the Korean American community and was a member of the Korean American Association of Virginia. He also loved to play golf and was living with his two sons and wife. On October 7, 2010, this all ended when he was murdered at 61 years old. Two kitchen knives were used to stab Yun 12 times. He was a black belt in Taekwondo, so he broke bones on his hand trying to fight back. There were evenly spaced vertical marks on his neck and head, probably connected to the unusual T-shaped puncture wounds police found all over his body. The Fairfax police wondered if this was some kind of unusual martial arts weapon or a tool someone normally stored in their car. Police ended up never recovering that weapon and asked the public if they knew what it might have been through their never-before-seen images of the T-punctured wounds. Also, bloody sock footprints were found at the crime scene. For cultural reference, the police think this is why the murderer took off their shoes and you can see the bloody sock footprints. Zhang explained that it's very important when you go to someone's house, you automatically take off your shoes. She said that when you're young, we learn that way to take your shoes off. Therefore, she says whenever she goes to someone's house, she takes her shoes off. And with that, Fairfax County Police Detective Connie Moore said this is why it leads us in a direction of whether the person there was familiar with our victim whether it was a cultural thing to reason why they had their shoes off, or whether the victim knew who was there. The sock prints at first seemed to lead nowhere until police sprayed a chemical called luminol onto the garage floor. The footprints led to the secret hiding spot where money was hidden and now stolen. It is suspicious to think, though, that the person who murdered him knew where the money was hidden, and there are theories I was looking into that said they must have known the family or was watching the house. Morris stated that this is the most violent scene she had ever seen. He was supposed to be golfing that day, but it was canceled. Morris said to NBC Washington that it is possible that the murderer did not expect him to be there since they were surprised, and that is possibly why they used weapons from the house. Also, police say the nature of the stab wounds make it possible that more than one person participated in the killing. During the investigation, detectives found his car was missing. After four days of looking for the car, on October 11, 2010, an officer discovered the car in Annadale on Americana Drive. Back in 2011, the murder was still unsolved and there was a reward for $21,000. Jung called detectives every Monday and Friday for the first five years after the murder, hoping to learn of a big break in her husband's murder, but that break never came. By May 2015, the wife, Jung, was approached by David Park, a private investigator, who offered to help her find her husband's killer during a trip to Northern Virginia Whole Foods Market. To Jung, David Park looked like a federal agent. Park had neatly curled hair while wearing a crispy brown suit when they met. He was also wearing a lanyard around his neck that showed an official-looking ID stating that he was a licensed private detective in Virginia. Park told Jung that he helped the police find someone that killed an acupuncturist who was known in the region's large Korean community. Park later told her that he had been looking for her because he thought he could help her as well. According to the Washington Post, Park eventually produced an affidavit from 
from a chauffeur who claimed to have driven three men to her home the day of her husband's death. The chauffeur's name was Gwen Suk Yu. The affidavit states that three passengers came through an open garage door and the chauffeur heard arguments and screams. Two of the men then raced off in Yun's golden Lexus SUV. A third man, who the chauffeur said was his employer, emerged from the home with a woman carrying a brown paper bag of over $40,000. Yu continued with his employer and wife, but members of both parties met later to split up the cash. Jung saw the affidavit as the big break she had long sought. She urged Park, the private investigator, to go to police with his information. With this, the chauffeur agreed to give a statement in exchange for $50,000. Jung agreed. The chauffeur, after giving the affidavit, demanded $100,000 to testify. Jung was reluctant but again agreed, desperate to find her husband's killer. Jung told Park that Yu had asked her to transfer his wife's money in a money exchange at a Wendy Annadale car park. Jung said she split the money into $10,000 bundles and stuffed them into a Whole Foods paper sack. On the agreed night, Jung and her boyfriend circled Wendy's before driving to a black Toyota. Jung said she was so nervous she shook herself when her boyfriend handed the money over to a woman who thanked him and drove off. But when police read the affidavit, they expressed doubts the chauffeur really existed. They urged her not to give Park any more money. Jung did not tell the police though, but by then, she had given him $300,000 in payments and expenses. Jung eventually sued Park in 2017. She also told the whole story to the police and triggered a criminal case. Park was indicted for grand theft and multiple charges for raising funds under false pretexts. During the criminal proceedings, evidence showed that the Department of Homeland Security had no records of a man named Gwen Suk Yu who immigrated to the United States. No one in Virginia had a driver's license and a Korean government identification number proved wrong for him. The jury awarded her $125,000, but the judge reduced the award to less than $25,000, saying there were holes in her story. The judge said the vault documents made Jung's claims questionable, and after much thought in the criminal proceedings, a jury found Park not guilty. I can't believe someone would prey on a widow like that. It hurts my heart to see someone be so vulnerable and be taken advantage of because of money. I hope Jung gets justice for her husband. After all that, nearly a decade later, the murder of Yeon Suk Un remains unsolved. Jung visits her husband's grave weekly and does not give up the search for his killer. If you have any information regarding the case, please contact Fairfax County Crime Solvers. And with that, we honor Young Suk Un. Before we end this episode, I just want to give my song suggestion of the week because I'm literally obsessed with the song Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo, a fellow Filipina. If you do not know the drama behind the song, please just go watch TikToks about the theories because as a 24-year-old, I should not be this invested in a 17-year-old's drama, but you know, here I am. Somehow, even though I'm engaged and super happy, I feel angsty when listening to this. So tell me what you think about it. Like, who is this mystery boy and blonde girl she's talking about? I mean, I think I know who they are talking about, but I want y'all's opinion. So go check out Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And with that, follow me on Instagram at Your Favorite Asian Podcast and hit that follow button on Spotify if you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any cases that you would like me to cover, please email me at yourfavoriteasianpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to show kindness and please advocate for equality. Pa'alam, and I'll talk to you again next Sunday.